Hello and welcome to another episode of the Final Point Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Luke Wanch. And I'm T. Smith, Tyler Smith. Yep. And the stage is set for the College Football National Championship. Where number one, Michigan, will be taking on number two, Washington. That's what we're talking about today. And But first... We're going to get some quick thoughts on the semifinal games, Michigan versus Alabama and Washington versus Texas. So, Tyler, what do you think of Michigan versus Alabama? You know, it was a back-and-forth game. Um, both teams had chances. Uh, some early miscues by both teams, but both teams had their chances, and it was really just back-and-forth. Um, and the team who really, like, ended up with the ball. Well, no, Alabama ended up with the ball at last. It was really that last drive for Michigan that pushed them forward. I thought Alabama, like, like if you talk, let's just talk about Michigan real quick. They had some miscues at the start, and then they were able, the last, the last drive, to get something together. And whenever Alabama made a push, they always answered. And they had that great defensive stand um, at the end of the game. Alabama, on the other hand, they had chances, like they had a lot of chances to win the game, and every time they, it was either a fumble, or it was either you couldn't get a first down, it was just just times where they needed to play their best football, it just didn't come or downplay. Like the play call by Tommy Reese, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. Like, there's why would you run up the middle with Milrow when he can bootleg out and use his legs on the outside? Don't run right into the Michigan defense, which has the best de- defensive, one of the best defensive lines in college football. So there's no point in you doing that. There's no point. So why would you run up the middle? I think Alabama missed opportunities. They had so many chances, and Michigan, at the end of the day, a team like Michigan or a Washington or a Texas, like a team of that caliber, is going to end up making you pay for those mistakes. Mm. I mean, what do you think of? looking at the first half, I mean, Michigan was all over Milo, really. The Alabama's O-line couldn't handle their blitz. Um, in the first half, Milro was sacked five times on 15 dropbacks, and Bama was held to 96 total yards. That's the first half. And looking back on it, um, Alabama, they probably should have had more designed runs for Milro and, McCle- and McClellan in the first half because they did that later in the game and they started to get into a groove. Um, but because in the first half, they looked to pass a lot. And I, that ultimately hurt them because you look at the final stats of the game and Michigan held them to 116 passing yards in the whole game. So I think Michigan's defense kind of dictated the game. And I feel like the main reason why it was still close was because of the mistakes that Michigan had. Like, two muffed punts, missed extra point, missed field goal. Because mm-hmm. you'll look at the stats and you'll say Michigan dominated, but those mistakes are part of what made it close. And 
in the second half, Bama's offense started to find a little rhythm. They also forced a couple stops against Michigan, but ultimately on the plays that mattered most, they couldn't hold them. Like, you remember that it was like fourth and two. If they got a stop, that might have been the game, but it was a little, little leak out to Corum, and Corum ran for like 30, 40 yards maybe. And, I mean, Bama had a late lead, but Michigan's offense just made plays when they needed to. Yeah, I would say I would give credit to Michigan. I would, but you know, Nick Saban said after the game he's got to do a better job. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, for that, I mean, that's that's how it goes, man. Mm-hmm. Next up, Washington versus Texas. What do you think of that game? It was a great game. I think it's what we expected. Just two high-scoring offenses. Um, obviously, Texas has a better defense, but to me. It, it was just Michael Penix. It was Michael Penix. I mean, he couldn't have played any better. Like he had that one. He had a one pass where he had at least two inches of mis- error room, like two inches, mm-hmm. and he was able to get it into Roman Dunze. Like it was an awesome pass. I remember that. That was awesome. And I just think, and then Washington stand at the end of the game. Um, yeah. Just. I thought it was it was like they came up big. The defense came up big, and it was it was what we expected. It was a great game. Um, Texas has a bright future ahead of them. Quinn Ewers looked good. It was it was just Michael Penix is just one much for a team. Doesn't matter how the defense plays. Defense gave up thirty one points, right? That's not always good, mm. right? But Washington scores almost forty points again, right? Yeah. So it's just it's just it's gonna be hard to beat them once they hit that forty point mark. Now it's a whole new team when they play against Michigan, but once again Michael Penix against a good Texas team has shown it is hard to beat Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, back and forth start to the game. Um, you can like if you just watch that game of Texas, you can tell that they have a good offense, but. It doesn't come nearly as smooth or explosive as Washington's. Um, in my opinion, I think I think Texas really could have held on. I mean, it was just offense back and forth, back and forth. But they had the two fumbles. And in a game like that, in a back-and-forth game with two good offenses, every turnover and every stop is really big. And... That was that was Texas. That's Texas was the one to get to turn it over. Um, it came down to the final play. Still, they still came storming back, and it came down to the final play and had a good shot to win it. But like you said, Washington, Washington had a stand. And I think looking back on this game about Texas, no team is going to out offense Washington. Nobody. And I think if you want to beat Washington, you're going to have to get stopped somehow. And Michael Penix played one of his best games. But I think that's ultimately what hurt Texas. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now we head to the big game. The game of the year. Number one, Michigan versus number two, Washington. Two top teams. First, are, are these the two best teams? in college football. Are, do we get the two best teams in this game? 
yeah, it's definitely the two best teams. The best offense versus the best defense. The two undefeateds. I think this is the right matchup. And it perfectly defines how the season has been and how these teams have played. What do you think? You know, I never, you know, I agree with you. Two best teams. I never quote Jim Harbaugh ever, but I will do this this just for this one time. Oh. He said, he, okay, um, he, we don't need to get so... I'm just quoting what he said. He was. He said some. He said one great. He said, the, "There's a reason why these two teams are in the playoff or in are in the championship game. They are the two last standing teams because they have beat every obstacle that's come in their way. They have never lost one obstacle that has come in their way, and that's so true. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's so true. I think that might be one of the smartest things he's ever said. Um, but hey, I mean, so they are the two best teams in my yeah. All right. Now. All right. All right. Top five players in this matchup, in this national championship game. Tyler, what do you got? Okay. You want me to start? Yeah. Five and two all, all five. All, all, yeah, all five. five. You can start. Five you can start. Five. Start at five. What do you want me to start? Like, okay, start five. I will. I will. I'm gonna start with at number five. This is like number five. Michigan's defensive front. Um, I'm just going to give you some quick explanation of why I kind of thought they were in this, why each player or, like, um, each defense is in a certain position in this. Why I put Michigan at five, Michigan's defense front at five. They are the rock of the defense. They are what hold the defense up. They got to Milrow, I think, six times in the first half they sacked him. That was crazy. But they are just willing to get, like, they are just willing to sack that quarterback. That's all they want to do. And they have been such a problem to many quarterbacks so far this season. Um, so they're at number five. I think they play a huge role in this game, getting to Michael Penix. We'll see how Michael Penix kind of does with that, with a different front, like Michigan's front. So, um, But I do think... I do think that I do think that um, they're number five down there. Number four, give me JJ McCarthy any day. Of the, well, just give me JJ McCarthy. Um, he is really good. Um, I give him that. Like he's um, he obviously has to play a different role than Michael Penix has to do, for sure. He has to play a different role than Michael Penix does because Michigan's more of a well-rounded offense. But when he has to make plays. He has shown to make plays. Mm-hmm. Then at number three, I'm going Roma Dunze. I can even just put the wide receiver core there, but I'm going to single out Roma Dunze just because of how great of a receiver he is. He's athletic. He's got good hands, everything. He is just what you need at the receiver position. He's got everything. I think he's going to be such a threat, and I'm, and I'm going to be curious who whoever's guarding him, how are they going to – guard him and how they're going to respond to his great athleticism because this is going to be the best receiver and best receiving core that Michigan has seen this season. Mm-hmm. Number two, give me Blake Corum. Um, he is such a, an impact player. Um, I think that he's the most impact player for Michigan. It's I'm going to be curious to see how Washington defends Blake Corum. How do they, like, what are they going to do with Blake Corum? He, just because he's such a big impact player. 
his impact puts him at number two. And then number one quarterback in college football, Michael Penix. Michael Penix Jr., I mean, he's a great quarterback. He has done so much for this team. And if you can't beat Michael Penix to 40 points, then you're not winning at all. I think that Michael Penix, just the way he can throw the ball, and I've been, I've said, like I've said this, like when he was on Indiana, I mean, he threw the ball beautiful. Indiana, when he played for Indiana, the team, Indiana teams were good when he was playing. They were good. He was competing with the top teams in the Big Ten. I mean, he is a great quarterback. He's been a great quarterback since Indiana. And it just his accuracy and just everything that he does for his team, doesn't matter if there's a pass rush, anything, he's going to get that ball off in less than two seconds and throw dimes. How about you? Oh, right. well, what's your list? All right, all right. Number five. Starting off number five, J.J. McCarthy is who I have at five. Um, he vowed to bring Michigan back to the, back to the playoffs, into the championship, and he did. He's there now. And, like you said, he's made plays when he met, when it matters the most. We'll see what he can do. Number four, number four, I, I kind of have two two guys here. It's Mike Sainer still and Will Johnson, defensive backs for Michigan. Um, I have two because you can't really mention one without mentioning the other. These two are the pillars of Michigan secondary and the ones who are gonna, and that's gonna that's gonna be big. St- Stopping, stopping the Washington wide receiver core is going to be big, and those two guys are at the center of it. Three, I have Coram at three, uh, one thousand one one hundred eleven yards rushing this season, um, leads the country in rushing touchdowns, and he's might be Michigan's might be the best running back in college football, and probably Michigan's biggest threat. Interesting to see what Washington will do. Number two, this is where I have Roma Dunze, lead receiver for Penix, second in the country in receiving yards, and I would say he's the best receiver in college football behind Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to be hard to stop. Number one, number one, no disagreement, Michael Penix leads the country in passing and has led this team here, and he's been consistent with it. So hard to stop. He's been really good. I like it. I like the list. I really do like the list. So I think Michael Penix is for sure number one. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're going to head to the trivia. We're going to head to the trivia. We're going to take a little break here for the ad. But the trivia for today, Luke, I'm going to mm-hmm. hit you with the trivia. I know you hit me and our guest Michael with the trivia last time with a good trivia question. Yep. I'm going to hit you with one here. Okay? All right. What is the last team with with a – what is the last team to win a college football playoffs? This is since 2010. What is the last team with a defense lower – with a defense outside of the top 50 to win a college football playoff championship. What is the last team since 2010 to win a college football playoffs with a defense outside? We'll be right back. All right. 
All right, we're back. Now it's time for the trivia. Tyler, can you okay. repeat the question? Okay, since 2010, which college football playoff team, like which team that won, had a defense outside of the top 50? So like the worst, one of the worst defenses. Mm. All right. Uh, so this team has to have a good offense. I'm just gonna have to take a random guess here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alabama in 2015. That is. That is wrong. All right. Same state. But that is wrong. It was Alabama? It was Auburn in 2011. Cam Newton's year. Auburn oh, okay. 2011. All right. It's hard. That was hard. Did you think about it? Did you think about taking that one or no? I wasn't thinking Auburn. But okay. Same yeah. state, but other yeah. than college. Cam Newton. So I didn't even know when I heard it. So I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Good trivia. Good trivia. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're on to our actual predictions for the national championship. Let's get right to it. Tyler, who's going to win the national championship and why? You know, should I say it? Go ahead. Give me the Washington Huskies. Give me the Washington Huskies. You know. Okay. Okay. Give me the Washington Huskies. I'm going to take the Washington Huskies. I need Michael Penix Jr. I got, I, I, yeah, I'm got. i just going to say that. Michael Penix Jr. I'm going to leave it like that. I'm going to period. Period. Who do you got? I got... I, I got Michigan. I think it's going to be... Mm. I think it's going to be very close. Mm. But... Alright. I'm not going to be cheering for Michigan. But I think Michigan is going to win. Okay. Now, why? Yeah, all right, I'll, expl- I'll explain why. Why? Um, let's go. Well, let's let's just let's go. You through can't this. just choose Michigan town rival and not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm explaining. I'm explaining. <laughs> Mich- all right. So just looking at this matchup, Michigan hasn't played against an offense as good as this, and Washington hasn't played against a defense as good as this. Mm-hmm. But I still think I think Michigan's gonna win, and okay. I think that because. I think that their secondary is the best in the country, and I think I think ultimately the deciding factor is that they're going to be able to get some stops against the this high power offense that most defenses have not been able to do. And okay. Michigan's offense has some huge threats as well mm-hmm. against Washington's defense, which is kind of iffy. Now, one thing that I think is going to be important coming into this mm-hmm. game is. The status of Washington running back Dylan Johnson. Looking at Washington's schedule, Oregon is probably the best team against the pass that Washington has played against. And okay. Washington won by three points both of those games. And in those mm-hmm. games, not only did Penix have over 300 yards passing, but Dylan Johnson also had over 100 or more yards rushing both those games. So they had, they had subs, subs, substantial threat, a substantial ground threat in him. Saying that, 
I think Michigan has a much, much better secondary than Oregon does. And I think if Washington wants to have a chance, having Dylan Johnson to balance things out is going to be really important. They have to be a th- mm-hmm. they have to be a threat somewhere in the run. Because the Michigan secondary is as good as it gets, and no ma- no no matter what, I know Dylan Johnson is not going to be a hundred percent. So that makes me favor Michigan's defense okay. in that matchup a little bit more. Now I still think Penix might still throw for three hundred plus yards this game, because he's just that good and he finds ways to fit to fit it in there. Um, and the receiving core is one of the best. Now okay, uh, no one. One more thing. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, now, now on the defensive side. Period. I'll let you keep talking. Now on the defensive side of the ball for Washington. Like I said, I have doubts. Corum is going to be the best running back that they've played against, and coming off of their game against Texas, they gave up a hundred, a hundred and eighty rushing yards against them. Now, if Washington brings the pressure like they did against Texas, that's where. That's where Washington's defense found success. They brought pressure against Tech against Ewers. Now I think if they do that against Michigan, Corum's gonna have the opportunity to leak out for those little screen passes that could be big plays. Like they did that a ton against Alabama when Alabama pressured McCarthy. Now Washington is one of the worst teams against the pass in college football. So in a game that's gonna come down to stops. I think that's very important. That's all. You done? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda like okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to your like your reasoning. Okay? Problem number one. Okay. Who's beat Washington? Nobody. That answered my first question. Okay. So nobody's beat Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Who's beat Michael Penix? This season. This season. Yes. Nobody. Okay. That answers my second question. Who's beat the Washington defense? Nobody. <laughs> okay. Who's beat the head coach on Washington this season? Nobody, but you can say all the same thing about Michigan. No, 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 Jim Harbaugh has been on the sideline all season long. So, um, okay. Um, so I have another question for you. Okay. Roughly every game, how many points is Washington averaging a game? Probably... Around like 38, maybe? 40, 38, 40. Okay. Why are they undefeated? What what are their opponents not doing? They can't get stops. <laughs> no, no, no. What, what is the key sentence I'm looking for? What what are their opponents... What are, I'm going to ask you these questions. What are their opponents not doing? They're not getting stopped. Okay, what else? What's the key sentence I'm looking for? It has to do with the score. So they're not scoring as many points. Bing, bing. 
That's bingo. Okay? Okay. So, then I have another question. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Was the Pac-12 the best conference this year? Mm. They were they were good. Okay. What's what's Michael Panic's record against Michigan? Wanna know? Okay. I'm like six torn ACLs. Okay. Um no, no, no well he's been injured a lot, so he only played Michigan one time, it's crazy. One okay. Okay, so you answered every question, alright? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let me ask you another question. Okay. Sports is about putting more points on the board, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever doubted Michael Jordan in Game 6? No. Okay. So. Why so why would why would you doubt Michael Penix when he scores 40 points? Well, let's let's look at this. Who's the best? Like the pack, the Pac-12 was good, but no no team in the Pac-12 played any defense. So, all right, okay. What would you rate Texas's defense? Like out of what? Like, would you say they're pretty good? Mm, I mean, I think they're I think they're they're a decent rushing defense like against the run, but mm-hmm. passing, I don't I don't think that they were ever that good against the pass. Mm, okay. And what? Okay. So, Michael Penix, when he's has he lost a game? Like, okay, when he scores. When he scores more than the other team, obviously they win because that's just how it works. But every time he scored more than the other team. What about the Michigan defense? I, it, Michigan defense is the best defense they've played, okay? It's mm-hmm. going to be the best defense they're going to play. Yeah. What about their defense? Is What about their defense is going to stop Michael Penix? Well, everything is going to be a lot better better than it was like they're like even you said their their defensive line is going to be better than better than everything that they face the secondary is going to be better than everything that they faced pressure will be up on panics and the secondary is going to be the best that they face but the answer that the question that if you well, here's if, if someone thinks mission is going to win the question you have to answer is can you stop Michael Penix? Just Michael Penix. I'm just talking Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't stop Michael Penix, you can't stop Washington. I know there's no I in team, but there is an I in win. And that's right, Mr. Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan himself. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying, it's coming from Michael Jordan. Oh, I, I, hold on, I, hold on. I, I already said, I already, I already said this, but you don't have to completely stop Penix. Like I said, he could still have 300 or more passing yards this game. 
And you just have to slow him down. Okay. Well, oh, okay, okay, I, okay. Well, I'm going to finish. I'm going to say one last thing. Hold on. Say one last thing. Okay? This is going to be one of the top quotes of our podcast. But quote me. Quote my words. Okay? There are three things in sports. They're okay. the three most true things in sports. I'm going to name them off for you. The three most true statements in sports. Michael Jordan can never be stopped in game six. Josh Allen never wins in overtime. And you know, Michael, and you know, Michael Penix never loses when he scores more than 40 points. Wait, or more than the other team. Boom. Boom. Mark my words. Yeah, I mean... Right there. The three... Well, you you look at Washington's schedule, and you look at their close games, and you look at Penix. Even in their closest games, like... Uh, let's say... Let's say, like Arizona, they won by a touchdown. Penix had 363 passing yards. Utah, they won by a touchdown. 332 passing yards for Penix. 332, okay. Okay. Now, I just. Now, here's the thing. Those teams that they played close games against are teams whose defense really wasn't that good. They win the they will they'll win okay. close games and Penix will play good. But okay. I just think when you when put them up that. against a really good defense, it'll still it'll be a close game. Okay. But I think I think Michigan could get enough stops to finish with a lead. Okay. So here, here's how, here's how it's going. Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. And kind of this whole section, we kind of just tied in everything about like the pass rush and stuff like that. Okay. I don't like. I. I just, okay, I just, like, mm, I feel like when you, like, Michael, like, who would you take at quarterback, Michael Penix or J.J. McCarthy? Michael Penix, no question. Okay. Like, think about Mike, JJ, like, what plays, big plays does J.J. McCarthy have? He's made big plays, too. But at the end of the day, doesn't matter what defense is in front of you, who are you taking to make the bigger play? Michael Penix or J.J. McCarthy? Michael Penix. Who are you taking to make the better play? Roma Dunze or Roman Wilson? Roma Dunze. Like, it just... And Washington well, hold doesn't on, hold have on. that we're not, of a we're not talking about We're not talking about who, which offense is better. We all know that. Washington has the best offense in college football. It, I never questioned... I never said Michigan, that Michigan's offense was better. 
Okay, Michigan almost lost to Alabama. And Alabama's offense, to me, when I watch Alabama's offense, they struggled with Auburn. They struggled with a few different teams that they should have beat by a lot more. And I didn't think that offense is – I think Alabama's more of a defensive team than they are an offensive team. So what that tells me is, yeah, Michigan's good defensively. They're the best defensive team. They just haven't seen Michael Penix in a long time. Well, and he's better than he was back. He's better than he was back then. I, but but you still, but you you can look at this both ways. You can look at this, this both is, ways. Texas, Texas almost beat Washington. I'm, it came down to the last play. And Penix played out of his mind. Still, he did. And who's better, Ewers or McCarthy? Who you take? You take the weapons on on Texas than you would on Michigan. Mm. I mean, Michigan has made the right. You just, it's just, to me, Michael Penix, it's it's like Michael Jordan in Game Six. I'm not like directly comparing him, but to me, it's like that. It doesn't matter what defense you threw in front of Michael Jordan, or it doesn't matter what defense you throw in front of this athlete or Tom Brady. Like if they're on a roll, they're on a roll. They are on a roll. I, it just—it's there's a trend. He has scored. It, it, it's just a trend. I just can't. If you can't, okay. If you can't stop Michael Penix under forty points, or under thirty-eight, whatever their average is, Michigan. I, I just think Washington wins that game. I get what you're saying. And I think, I think, ultimately, what I'm trying to say is that Penix can play the best game of his career in this national championship game, but Washington will still lose because I think Michigan is more well-rounded and is gonna and would be able to get more stops. What does Washington need to do to win, in your opinion? To win, I think they're going to have to, well, I mean, they're going to have to get stops. They're going to have to get stops as well. And that, and they're going to have to play really well offensively and have a balance to spread out the defense of on the ground and in the air. But you don't want to get... Okay, here's my problem. Is you don't want to get into a shootout with Michael Penix. Who's going to win that shootout? Michael Penix. If the game is back and forth... like If the game I, is I, back I, and forth, then I'm taking the team with the better defense. With better offense, right? No, with the better defense. If it's a shootout, I'm taking the team with the better defense. Really? Yeah. I'm taking the team more likely to get a stop. Look at Washington. They got to stop last play. They got to stop last drive against. Final right. score. Final score prediction. I got Washington 
45, Michigan, 38. I got Michigan, 38, Washington, 34. Ooh, you think Michigan's going to rack up that many points? I just don't. You think Michigan's going to rack up that many? I, I did the same amount of points as you. We both said 38. I said 45 to 37. Oh, you yeah, said 38? I, I did say they would score 38. But to not score randomness. Not, okay, yeah, I, yeah, okay, I said 38. But I, I said 45. You think 30? Mm, I don't know. I think you're doubting Michael Penix. I, I think there's some doubt there. I think there's some doubt in him. Alright, I'm I know it can't be a one man one man wrecking crew, but Michael Penix, man. What did I say? I, okay. I mean I would I that's right that's, now, that's just going into the, that's, just going into the game, mm-hmm. I would give Michigan the advantage because they're better defensively. Mm. But one team has Michael Penix. I mean I'm not trying to put it all on his shoulders, but he's been in every situation every year. He's been, no, every situation all the time, all this year. When he's needed to make plays, he has made plays. No one has seemed to actually stop him, actually physically stop the man. All right. I think. And, I think if, Michigan, we... and if Michigan physically, if Michigan, no, or, or last thing, right? If Michigan physically stops him, if they stop, I will give a big round of applause to Michigan. I will give a big round of applause to their defense. I think they have the best defense. I just think Michael Penix is Michael Penix. So, but if they if they if they physically stop them, I will clap. I will clap for them. I will clap for Michigan. So it, it should be a good game. It's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah, I mean. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna be rooting for Washington. Through all that. Through what I think I'll be rooting for Washington. Alright. Let's let's wrap it up here with the question going into next season. So next season the Big Ten will be adding in through conference realignment, the Big Ten will be adding in Washington, UCLA, USC and Oregon, and the SEC will be adding in Texas and Oklahoma. So Tyler Next year, will the new Big Ten take over the new SEC for the most dominant conference? I'm just going to say yes. Um, I think it's – I'm going to say yes just because, like, it's gonna, there's going to be so many good teams in the Big Ten. Same with the Big 12 – or no, no, my, same with the SEC, but I just see the Big Ten is going to be so good. I, I can't wait to see what it's going to be. Because you have Oregon, and they're going to have Dylan Gabriel coming in. And Dylan Gabriel finished top 10 in Heisman voting from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. You're going to have Washington's going to have Will Rogers. Will Rogers was really good at Mississippi State. J.J. McCarthy's most likely going to come back. UCLA and USC, backup quarterback. I mean, that guy's a dog. He's a dog. Um, it's just the new additions are going to be so good. I just like the SEC is going to be your same old Alabama, um, Georgia. You're going to have obviously Texas. That's going to be really good. Oklahoma. They're another solid team. 
Um, obviously, we have the expansion to the conference, which will help. Um, I just, I just can't wait to see this Big Ten. Uh, like, and obviously, I'll, I'll probably watch more of the Big Ten than I will of the SEC, just because I watch a lot of Big Ten stuff. I'm gonna go with Big Ten just because I'm so curious to see, like, how the Big Ten ends up. I, I think it will be better. I think it'll be really fun though. Hmm. For for this, I'm gonna say n- not yet. I don't think the Big Ten will take it over yet. I th- right now, I just I think the SEC has been pretty established, and right now in the Big Ten, the biggest threats, big t- in the Big Ten are Michigan, Ohio State, maybe Penn State, and maybe Iowa. And then and then you add and you ha- and then you have your add-ins. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa. What, Did you just say Iowa? I said maybe Iowa. Mm. But then, but then the rest you of the big. You can't get shut out two then, games in a row, man. I know. I, know. I get what you're saying. But I, and I'm saying the rest of the Big Ten this year was pretty bad, and and then you have your add-ins. So I think you have five, maybe six teams, for the possibility of being like a f- for real team this year, next year, going in next year. But then looking at the SEC this year, you had you had Bama, Ole Miss, LSU, Georgia, Missouri. Those were all ten win teams this year, and you add in Texas and Oklahoma, who were also both ten win teams. And I, I mean Tennessee was a nine win team, but I think overall, I think SEC is going to have more, more, more better teams. But that's not to say big, the Big Ten might have the best team but it's definitely going to be these these two conferences are definitely turning into the two power conferences right now for sure i agree with you i agree with you a lot before we before we wrap this up real quick i just want to give my just my just a few quick things heading into next season and kind of a review of this season okay mm-hmm I have a question for for Notre Dame. Why haven't you joined a conference? Join the Big Ten or join the S. Join at least join the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You can't play independent. You can't be in an independent league, play against bad teams, and expect to play against a good team and get and expect to go in there and whoop them when they do get whooped. Notre Dame needs to play better competition. Another one. Watch out for Michigan State football. Watch out. Watch out, Big Ten. Watch out. I just want to say to all the teams, watch out. New quarterback, new coach, new system. And then lastly, I'm curious to see what the new format's going to look like next year. Yeah, that'll be good. Right? I'm curious to see. uh, I mean, like, I'm curious to see what teams sneak in, which teams don't. Um... But I'm curious to see how how these teams react, like watching these expansions to these conferences, how the new teams, or just how the teams, all the teams in the conference, especially at the top, like react to playing against higher level of competition more often. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I'm going with. That, that's how I see it. Um, that's just kind of where my thoughts, just to finish out this college football season, heading into the next season. Um, we need to get the Notre Dame problem fixed as fast as possible, though. That would be the first thing we need to get fixed as fast as possible. Um, 
but yeah, that's it, man. I mean, and I was curious, like, just to see, like, I think Florida State should be out of the SEC or out of the ACC and into a different conference. Um, I think they got robbed. Um, For sure. So, and I know you think they got robbed, too. Mm. Um, but that's another problem that you can fix. But probably the biggest one is the Notre Dame problem. Get Notre Dame into an actual conference, please. Please. I don't want to hear all the Notre Dame talk of, ooh, we're so good. We're so... Stop playing Navy. Stop more. Not, not just, like, stop playing independent football. Like, just stop. Stop. Scott scheduling all these different, like, mid-ACC teams. Stop. Come on. Stop scheduling Tulane and who who knows who else. Tulane's got a pretty good football program. But just, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, just yeah. stop, okay? Oh, and last thing. Do you like Will Howard as Ohio State's new quarterback? I think, I mean, I think it's, it's pretty good. It'll be interesting. You think he's the man to beat Michigan? He had uh, 33 touchdowns this year as Kansas State's starting quarterback. Last year, after Adrian Martinez got injured, led them to a Big 12 championship, which they ended up winning. I mean, Do you think he's the man? I think, uh, I think it's hard to say right now because Michigan's gonna be still going to be pretty good next know. year. Yeah, I, I kind of question this Will Howard thing a little bit. You know, he's come out and said the only way to win a championship is to beat the team up north. <laughs> so, um, it should be interesting, though, but definitely fix that Notre Dame problem, I would say. Um, but no. It should be fun. It should be fun. Um, for both teams. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it should be interesting. Yep. Really interesting. All um, right. Go Washington. Washington. I, right. I love it. Mm. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the Final Point Podcast. If you have any more topics that you would like to talk about, you can say so in the comments. Tune in next time and enjoy your day.